Welcome to Did You Hear Me? Sleazy on the mic again. I'm joined by the ever-increasing in popularity by each episode, the sheriff. Hello. <laughs> there he is, a little delayed there, but he's here. I'm here. Uh, we are uh, graced by the presence of uh, one of the greatest tag team duos in Northeast Georgia history, um, I'm, I, you know, I don't even know how to introduce this because this is so electric right now. But uh, tonight we're joined by the Granite City Gamblers. Who the hell are the Gamblers? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are here in the Boom Boom Room coming at you from Athens, Georgia. It's me, it's me, the big K-I-N-G, with my partner, the capital A-C-E, and our esteemed host, the Sheriff, and Sleazy, <laughs> bringing to you college football content, betting lines, and sporting news from around the globe. This is the podcast your mama warned you about. Did you hear me? And if you don't like that, then we got two words for you. Suck it! I can't. I can't. I I, I think we're going to end the show right here. I appreciate everybody tuning in. I appreciate you having us. Make sure you turn that part down on your radio. That was uh, the last episode of Did You Hear Me? When the king comes places, the king and the ace and the gamblers, we take over. We ain't coming here. We don't come just to, just to meet the standard. We come to raise the standard, and when that standard's raised, then we exceed that standard. Uh, I haven't we heard only, yet. We only strive for greatness, and we only achieve greatness. If you got a problem with that, turn your radios off right now because you ain't worth listening to. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know where to go from this. Uh, you made one of the Ace. panels fly off the wall. <laughs> it hit me in the back of the head. Ace, uh, do you have anything to add, yeah, Ace? Ace? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I feel like that was one of the uh, greatest intros that uh, have ever graced podcasts. We're gonna tell you one more thing. What me and the Ace, what we enjoy doing, we enjoy doing this all the time. We love drinking, we love fighting, and we love. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! This is a this is a clean podcast here. Clean. We are we are major fans of the Oregon Duck. <laughs> quack quack <laughs> podcast i don't have to say that last part you know what we like doing all night long let's get it going let's get it rolling thank you fellas for having <laughs> the gram the gamblers on the show can you get us uh, back on the rails please? I, I, the water's falling the, the rails are broken uh, that was a uh, electrifying i will tell you that thank you so much the for energy. uh bringing the energy uh I, I i can't even compose myself right now that was uh that was very good um, do you want to tell us what you're wearing tonight? Well, I'm wearing it. You know, you know what I'm wearing. That one thing all the ladies love. I got the coat. I got the boots. The boots is gonna stomp the face of the hard candy hitman. <laughs> the the vaunted, uh, the the feared hard candy hitman. Yeah, they they're so feared. They keep running. We're calling them out time and time again. They won't show their faces. Well, that's. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> sleazy. Let's, stay uh, with us. All right, let's get this back. Um, I have a lot of more questions, and uh, I think our listeners have a lot of questions as well. But first, I'd be remiss. Uh, the King and Ace did show up with the drink of the week. 
And uh, I'm going to let Ace uh, and King introduce us to what they've got here. Well, let me tell you, the gamblers, the gamblers we love giving back to the local economy. That's what we're for the people, by the people, with the gamblers. <laughs> what me and Ace have brought here tonight from the local Academia Brewing Company. Shout out. Shout out. It is the Sour Syllabus 4. Sour, okay. I'm not a huge sour guy, but we're going to test that out. It says, you, where did you purchase that at? The one and only Village Wine and Spirits. Shout out to Village. Everybody take it. Take advantage of that uh, podcast special there, the Mix and Match 6. Get 10% off if you mention the podcast. Right. I hope everybody's trying that out. You know, me and Ace, we love we love the grannies. We love your granny. We love our grannies. All Down right. here, this thing says Granny's Goodies. <laughs> love the grannies. Shout right, out to uh, the grannies. Let's see what we got here. All right. With the energy, his energy level's coming back to earth. Here we go with the sour. There it is. Mm, it smells soury. Good catch, Pac. And don't forget Pac-Man. Pac-Man running our uh, audio visuals tonight. Uh, as you can see, uh, we just thought we packed the, the Boom Boom Room, as it's been referred to now, Ooh, yeah. full of mangevity. We've added more testosterone to the room. Um, what, that tastes like some good granny right there. <laughs> Kids, uh, it's, it's a sour... Not not a huge fan, but uh, huge fan. I'll support the locals anytime. Uh, we love Village. Yeah, we do love Village, and uh, mm. you know that's not bad. That's uh, you know wouldn't be on my rotation, but uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I do want to uh, now that we've got our drink of the week introduced, and uh, trying to collect my thoughts <laughs> from being rattled by the uh, electrifying introduction of the Granite City Gamblers. Uh, I, w I do want to highlight that. Uh, you know, this is a real tag team uh, wrestling combo, and I, I do want to say that they are undefeated. They don't have any wins, but they don't have any losses, more importantly, and I think that's what we need to focus on. I think it's uh, the greatest tag team that never was, uh, yeah. uh, as far as that goes. Yeah. Do you, uh, Ace, do you want to tell us about, uh, you know, some times being caught and maybe in a back parking lot of? This all comes together, man. This is just like a light bulb coming on my head. That's Here it. on the table tonight, we have a B&B &B theater cup shout out brought in by thank the you. sheriff thank you miss die um, uh, and in the back badge. in the back of this esteemed establishment there's tales of the granite city gamblers being caught late at night practicing their vaunted moves so there was so a uh, little origin story for the uh, granite city gamblers uh, going out so uh got a couple of couple of years back uh, got a phone call from uh, the northeast georgia farm hands okay um they were the champions of the Northeastern Circuit for quite some time. Uh, combined weight of those two gentlemen were approximately 650. <laughs> we're talking about stout. We're talking about big boys, longevity, some, some uh, absolute uh, beast up there. Uh, so we got a phone call from them saying that they were wanting to uh, come and find a new tag team that was up and coming, and they were going to do a charity event in uh, in a local uh, Royston area during that time. Um, I, I imagine a non-air conditioner gym. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, 97 degrees in late November. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about this. <laughs> it's damn it, um, it's real to me. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that um, they uh, they were scheduling out. It was going to be like six or seven months. Uh, the gamblers formed together, the dream team that we are, 
and uh, we're about to go get trained up. And then uh, one of the uh, farm hands gave me a phone call and said that they had gotten injured. Mm. So uh, the charity event was off, and then uh, we hadn't really had any competition really calling us out <laughs> here lately. And uh, do you, you think know, this because of the reputation? I, I believe so. I don't even believe we need to compete for them to fear us. That look, you look, you are looking at a combined 430 pounds of twisted steel, and we ooze sex appeal. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants this right here. Let me tell you. I think the king thinks the match is tonight. Uh, the king is ready. I think the king is in peak match of, condition. A lot of ADHD, high-functioning <laughs> autism going with that accent. I need to hear the real king. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a lot of who he is uh, in his it's, mind. It's oozing out. Yeah. Uh, Shout out female listeners. So, uh, yeah, with with all that being said, uh, getting back on the rails, that was kind of the uh, origin story that was. And then, um, you know, a couple of, a couple of parking lot trainings going on and uh, – you know, kind of refrain from that after individuals found out about it. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't share our secret sauce. How did I? Uh, kind of like riding a moped. It's fun until your friends find out. Right, exactly. All right. Um, so then, uh, after that happened, we uh, we kind of parted ways. How did, how did I? Oh, whoa, parted ways or parted, parted ways parted, with the parted, dream? Parted ways with the dream. Okay, you know. but you're just waiting on a call any day. With any the, day. Parted ways with the farm hands. The correct. Far, yes. Sounds like the farm hands' the, uh, uh, lack of physical conditioning really derailed your career. Yes. Mm, I would I would venture to say so. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm, obviously not y'all's fault. No, no. absolutely not. I'm I mean, looking what, at uh, what would you say 430 pounds of of just manliness right here. So uh, yeah, I mean any anywhere we'd go, I mean we'd I'm, we'd pack it out. I'm gonna go so. ahead and throw y'all a bone. Give me the bench press numbers. Because I I, I hear that Ace trains at a, a specific gym. Uh, what do you call that? The goat pen. Uh, the goat pen. We used to have three goats <laughs> beside the gym. This is a true story. It's a very true story. We yes, had one. Uh, we had one named Chewy. <laughs> this is the most. Cut, this, <laughs> nah. I can't keep it together. <laughs> Winner for already the most great. country episode we've yeah, ever absolutely. recorded. Absolutely, but um, yeah, Chewy, the goat pen is Chewy. still alive. <laughs> it's still alive and well. It is. It so, is. Who? So, <laughs> did he just say what I think he said? So what? Uh, what's the bench press up to? Thank you, Sleazy. This is, uh, like I said, the last episode. I can't, I can't with this guy. Um, go ahead, going, go, oh, okay, all right. So uh, we competed in the uh, – Give it to him straight. In a competition last year. Uh, I put up uh, 365 at the time. Uh, On the, the bench. The, all right. The most, the most that I've ever uh, pushed is right around 385. But 365 official. Uh, 365 pause press, uh, touch and Ooh. go. I, I was doing 385, 390. All right. Good. Gracious. Uh, That's stout. I'm trying to get over them two bills if you hear me. Hey, uh, I understand. So, uh, Hunter, I mean, oh, I don't know who that is. King. <laughs> King. The King, King Hunter. King, uh, are you a bench press guy or a squat guy? I'm a little bit of both. Okay. So, what you, what's your uh, – go give me some numbers. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there because you guys are looking uh, like, yeah, those, so like the, those shirts are begging for mercy. Female listeners. This, uh, this same competition that the A speaks about, we both went there and competed. They uh, ran the place off, but we had to still get our numbers. At the goat pen? It was not at the goat pen. Oh, this okay. was uh, this was somewhere in West Georgia. Yeah. They uh, they didn't know the gamblers then, but they know the gamblers <laughs> they now. They know them now. So uh, <laughs> it was uh, I think on the bench press on that competition I was at three fifty five squat. I was at four forty, and the deadlift I was at five thirty. Good gracious, mm. that's a I'm not even joking. That's impressive for both of Very you. Very impressive. Um, not I will. Coming out there, I can't lift. <laughs> 
Hey, so we'll ask, uh, do you work out legs? I do from time to time. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm not an every three day though. I like to walk, and I like to walk comfortably. I, um, there is I understand a, that. There is, a form, there is a form of co-worker that we have that says, keep in mind, there's a Far Eastern woman warming up with your Max. <laughs> As a signature to his email. Oh, much, a much, woman of uh, Far Eastern descent warming up with 365. That would be that, very impressive. That's what this that's coworker a, thought. That's a true story, and that's a much, much former <laughs> coworker for everybody involved. Not because of his email signature. Surprise, surprise. We, we can't even go into that. Uh, not even uh, secret clearance allowed on that one. We can, we can talk about the email signature. We already have. Leave it at so, that. Yeah, we're good to go. Um, Georgia looked good this weekend. Looked amazing. Hey, covered two weeks in a row. Yep. Uh, I'm just joking for my uh, – Tate Rattledge did miss a block. Poor <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tate Rattledge. Georgia was off this weekend, obviously. I'm making uh, light of the non-schedule this weekend. But we're getting ready for Georgia-Florida next weekend. Uh, anybody going this uh, next weekend? No? Uh, I don't think the gamblers will be taking that trip. Went, uh, went last year. It was a really good time. But, um, no, nah, not this year. I got you. Just talk to – UGA Garrett just dropped off some party favors for the UGA Sleazy. Garrett. I appreciate that. He's headed down next week with uh, Papa UGA Garrett. i got to come up with a better name than that. But uh, they're headed down next week, so I know a lot of people are going down for that game. Always a good time. As we discussed, uh, the sheriff and I, we can call it that. World's largest outdoor cocktail party. That's correct. Always a good time. Been a long time since I've been, but a good, uh, a good uh, scene, we'll say. Uh, I hope Georgia shows up. Going to be without Brock Bowers for several weeks. Is that a concern? No. Shouldn't be a concern. Will it be a concern once we start watching them? You know how these guys play. They like to play down to the level of their competition. It shouldn't be a concern. You should have – you have many of speedy wide receivers. You have Oscar Dilp, who was highly recruited, who can catch the ball just as well as long as uh, Beck can put it on them. I don't see it being too bad of an issue. Florida's not that great on the defensive side of the football. Um, it's not at the swamp. It's not at the swamp. It's um, you know, on a fifty-fifty crowd. I mean, I think that uh, they should not have a problem. But as we know with Georgia, they need to come out and just absolutely put their foot on the pedal and stay there. I hope they do. Uh, I hope that doesn't get in their mind that they don't have the savior, Brock yeah. Bowers, because he has saved them in several games this year. Got lost and lucky and Pierce yeah. Sperling. I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily depend on Oscar Delb or Carson Beck during this game. I mean, you have uh, Kentucky who puts up 206 rushing yards against Florida in the first half uh, a couple weeks back. So, I think that we're going to grind them out. It's going to be a – it's not going to be a real high-scoring game, but, I mean, we're yeah. going to give it to them. I, like the I haven't even checked, Sheriff. Can you look up see what the line is on that game while I I've give a few points? I already checked it off What you got? And opened at 17. 17. I think that that's – That is uh, a straight – no hook yeah. on it. Georgia covers that. I mean, I would say that, but like, uh, uh, Ace it was some high function. Uh, <laughs> with the the way Georgia's been going against the spread this year, I don't know. I just high, don't know. High functioning analysis. Excuse me. That he uh, has. Let's run the damn ball. I like it. Let's I, lean on him a little bit. I hope so. I mean, I hope they show up and show out because if we do take care of business, it is turning into a SEC East showdown in Athens on November the 4th. Could it be a game day? It when, could when be. Who would have th- uh, We're going back to circa, what, 2014 when Missouri came in as a yep. unheralded addition to the SEC and just dominated the Mark Richt UGA Bulldogs for several years, going to the SEC championship game as East representatives that nobody saw coming. Actually got several jokes from – 
Nate Blue, Oklahoma, uh, about Nate. how the worst team in their one of the worst teams in their conferences of the Big Twelve got moved over to ours and dominated. Had to eat that one. Nate is uh, Nate is one week away though, because the Fighting Gus Malzons were winning to the very end against Boomer Sooner. They were. And they I were. think the team that UCF he's talking about, plays, University of Central Florida. I'm sorry, Central Florida out of yep. Orlando. Uh, and that was a way better game than it should have been. Yes. Shout out to the King, King Hunter, that uh, they're playing to the level of their opponent. And I think they're going to get horns up one more time. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, back to the showdown. I think uh, nobody saw that coming. That This game in Athens may decide who goes to Atlanta. What do you think? You know, I, I would I would venture to say that last year we went into Missouri and it should have not have been that close. There was very some close game. That were made. A comeback win. I'm for gonna be honest. I'm Stetson. gonna be honest with you. You know, Kentucky came in here undefeated. They were hyped up. Missouri's gonna come in here. It's gonna be a home crowd. It's gonna be going. I think that uh, we'll be able to figure out some pieces without Brock Bauer. Some play, some things we can. Uh, experiment with during the Florida game that we'll be able to implement during the Missouri game. I don't see that game being close at all. They don't they haven't played necessarily anybody that's really up to Georgia's caliber and I, I see Georgia winning that game by two, if not three touchdowns. All right. I hope you're right. This is from a contrarian. Go ahead. The both the King my and the Ace. My favorite type my favorite type of bird. Yes. Both the King and the Ace are re- your realistic contrarian Georgia fans. So the positivity is startling. Yep. Um, that game you know, last year was twenty six twenty three for all you high functioning folks. And out a there. last minute win. It yes. wasn't it twenty six was for the good guys. It's not a comfortable day at all for the dog fans. Ace, he's over here tapping away on the iPad. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at the defensive ranking for Missouri uh, so far this year. They're forty one, the forty first uh, defensively. Thank you for the clarification. Yes, yeah, out of one hundred and thirty three, um, Ace. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So. Um, with that being said, I mean, I, I firmly believe that we can run the ball on them. The biggest issue that you have with coming into Sanford, especially the last three years, has definitely been that crowd. Um, yep. It's very – I mean, we're starting to cement ourselves as far as, you know, a traveling team. Um, it's kind of starting to become one of those things. If you go to Sanford at night, it's going to be tremendously harder on you. It's kind of comparable to, like, Death Valley at 730, talking about LSU, the Swamp, 7 the o'clock Tigers. game. Mm-hmm. Um Back in the mid 2000s, I mean, it's we're starting to get up to that esque. So, do I think Missouri's got a good ball team? Don't get me wrong, but when you when you come into Sanford, I mean, it's a completely different thing. Here's what the King would like to see from the Georgia defense. He's back. <laughs> we have been spoiled over the last two years with a Jordan Davis and a Jalen Carter. Now, Georgia, if anybody knows anything about the Georgia defense, they love running that. That defense where that defensive front likes to eat up blocks and let their linebackers run free. Two and that's gap. all fine and dandy. But what I want to see is I want to see us be able to every now and then to get pressure with being able to only rush four. And here's the issue. We ain't been able to really do that much this year. We don't have that just dominant defensive line that we've – or that one at least dominant defensive lineman that's able to take those blocks, shed those blocks, and get pressure on that quarterback. That makes a big difference when you're playing – these spread teams that like to throw the ball around, the Missouris, and even Florida probably is going to throw, try to throw the ball around a little bit. you got to be able to get pressure with your front four when you're only rushing four or five at a time sometimes. I understand. I like – look, I like blitzing just as much as the next person, but when you're playing these teams, it's going to throw the ball. You're going to have to play a little bit of man coverage, and you're going to have to hope that you can get to the uh, quarterback with four or five. I like it. Yeah, and to hearken the words of uh, 
you know, the the king of kings, we'll call him of Elbert County. Why don't they use the fullback anymore? Where's the fullback? I tell you what. That's a that's a direct uh, for everybody that doesn't know. That's a direct quote of uh, the king's father. He he wants to call into shows and ask where's the fullback the at. King, so I want to make sure we we did not go this episode without mentioning him. The king's Chris father, Carl. shout out. Yeah. Did call in to the Georgia Post game one time and ask them why in the hell do they not use a fullback anymore? And I tend to agree. Look, what I'm on the one, two, three yard line. I don't know why I'm taking the ball out of a damn shotgun. I want to be up on the line. I want that big ugly up there. I want to hand the ball off. And the King wants to see that push. The King don't want to see Tate Rattledge spending three hours in the players' lounge. The King wants to see Tate Rattledge and the rest of that line get three yards of push so we can get that first down and we can get that touchdown. Fellow podcaster Tate Rattledge. Hey, is he? He, he is. He is. Big, big podcast. Well, he can come get some of his Granite City gamble anytime he wants to, but he's probably going to whiff on that as well. The <laughs> <laughs> big size advantage. There you go. Tate. Well, uh, you know, as much as I uh, – changing subjects just a little bit. Uh, as much as I wanted to see Alabama lose yesterday, that was actually good for the UGA home crowd. For Tennessee to take that second SEC loss good for against the, the Crimson Tide, that elephant screaming in the background through Denny Bryant Stadium. How about them outscoring Tennessee twenty-seven to nothing in the second half? Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, I was uh, I was rooting for rooting's a strong word. I was wanting Tennessee to win, but uh, like I said, I think it's a better scenario. Gives George, you know, especially without Brock Bowers and, and the the extra terrestrial quarterback, as the sheriff has pointed out. The um, et head, the et he head quarterback. Uh, you know, it just gives uh, a little room for I don't want to say mistakes, but, you know, you never know what happens, especially first year playing the SEC. If they were to stumble, it gives a little more breathing room, at least against Tennessee, but not against Missouri. Not yet. Yeah, but with the Tennessee, when the last note on that is the same way, is you want to see your guys hit Joe Milton several times. I mean, you look at Texas A&M, the Texas A&M game, I think he threw for under 100 yards or something like that, and they sacked him five, six times. Look, the quarterback, Joe Milton, can throw the ball 90 yards, but he can't hit anything 10 yards in front of him. And so once you start rattling a little bit, get that internal clock going, and he starts thinking he's got to get rid of it, then you're going to have him on the ropes. That's coming from a, a fellow QB himself Qual- uh, back in the day. Quality analysis. The king do that he was skin. 10 for 18 for 100 yards on the nose. There you go. Well, um, Shout out Gary Danielson for that stat yesterday. There you go. And I want to uh, bring up another game because I think Ace had a very astute – Observation yes, of did. a situation going on in Penn State. I thought that was uh, very well put. Uh, do you remember what you said? So, just making a comparison between uh, James Franklin and Mark Rick. Yeah. Um, essentially, what Penn State has done in the last two or three years is just cemented themselves as being the number three school in the Big Ten. Yeah. And just to give a little background to people who may not know what we're talking about, Ohio State beat Penn State again for the seventh year in a row yesterday, and uh, Penn State has a good team. And to Ace's point, much like the Georgia teams during the Mark Richt era that never uh, – or seem to underachieve all the time. I think that's your point, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, one of those teams that's going to go out there and they're going to win at the minimum nine, ten ball games a year. But the biggest issue is is that, you know, are you okay with being mediocre, going to bowl games, losing them, and then, you know, just cementing yourself? Because the biggest issue that they're about to have a rise is essentially, you know, you have Southern California and Oregon and Washington – all coming into the Big Ten next year. So if you submitted yourself as the number three, you know, these kids, they're going to go to winning schools. Yeah. So, I mean, you will, you go from a number three team to a, a possibly a fifth or a sixth. Yeah. 
I think that's a good point because uh, Mark Rick was much beloved here in Athens, still is. Just didn't, uh, admittedly, I've heard an interview with him before, admittedly didn't have the killer instinct, uh, wanted to be a, a uh, positive role model more than a, a national championship winning coach. I think I've actually heard him say, not maybe not those exact words, but something to that effect. Uh, and then Kirby, the chubby visor, came in with the with the just hair flying everywhere. Yeah, receding just, hairline. <laughs> I guess, but he came in with just that edge uh, that really resonated with the young guys. And uh, you know, obviously, he's back to back. I really don't think he gets talked about enough for having back to back national championships. I feel like he's still uh, treated as like a junior coach almost when they talk about the other ones. He should have uh, definitely won the SEC Coach of the Year over Josh Heupel last year. Look, you come in and do good, but then Josh Heupel sits there and loses to Georgia that fashion, loses to South Carolina, and then you got a guy who lost what he lost in the draft that goes and wins the the national championship again. But yeah. I think we need to start calling James Franklin um, Big Game Small James. Because, uh, <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, one. He, can't win a, he can't win a big game. Uh, he's proven he can't. Uh, the stat yesterday that they posted up, it was in like trash time, like a minute left. They said he was 3-15 uh, and 15, uh, against top 10 yeah. AP. So, I mean, one out of four games. And then, you know, from the past two years, it's all came down to the game, Michigan, yeah. Ohio State, every single year. That's right. So, with that being said, I mean, they're completely out of the picture for the last three to five years. Yeah. And an uh, interesting story developing up there in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Just more and more, uh, I guess, fuel to the fire up there with uh, Jim Harbaugh. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. I always get him and his brother confused. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh, a lot of, a lot of uh, seedy things going on up there. Allegations of sending coaches to steal signs. Illegal cheeseburgers. <laughs> a lot of stuff <laughs> going on. <laughs> Uh, I think he's on the radar of the NCAA. Yeah, uh, you know, he's already served a three-game suspension this year. Self-imposed. Self-imposed because they knew something was going on. They saw smoke, knew there was a fire, tried to put it out. Uh, that's how you do things with the NCAA, one of the most confusing organizations I have ever witnessed in my life. An, an almighty organization. Yeah, they really think a lot of themselves. Uh, just interesting watching that go on because uh, it seems like there's more and more coming and uh, there's a lot of – speculation that he may not be around college for very much longer yeah he just got a uh, big extension though didn't he last he, uh last year going into this year he did but it seems like since that extension there's been just a lot of uh weird things going on up there the one them jimbo fisher yeah. buyout situations uh, i just i mean i don't know i think they just open themselves up to you know he has he gets the cheeseburger incident going on and now he's got the scouting thing going on and it's almost like you know once you get the NCAA fired up, they're just, like, looking for things Absolutely. at this point. Because they're an inept organization, and they look for low-hanging fruit to Correct. make themselves relevant. Correct. I totally agree with that. And yeah. uh, the, my, the point being, I don't know why the Big Ten would release yeah. this for, I guess you could call it Ohio State as their yeah. 1A brand and Michigan is 1B. Yeah. Why would you disclose this to every media outlet there is, including, did you hear me? Yeah. If there's not something to it. Yeah. Um, we got a lot to get to. Before we leave football, I'm going to say something, and I want y'all to not feel uh, obligated to comment because of your, you know, professional careers. But uh, I'm kind of fired up about this. Uh, I don't know if anybody's paying attention or if we have a lot of local listeners, a murder trial going on in Macon. Well, it's not actually a murder trial, but it's a trial about a murder with a uh, former UGA player, Akil Crumpton, who uh, – has been accused of walking into a local racetrack here in Watkinsville and uh, 
pulling a trigger, killing uh, Elijah, I forget his last name, Elijah Wood, who was just working a counter. Thank you, Pac. Totally innocent victim. Um, he's going to get his due day. I don't think there's any way that he's not going to get convicted during this trial. And I know a lot more than, than I can share uh, at this point in juncture. But uh, Jawan Taylor, who is on, as I double-checked before we did this episode because, uh, you know, I bought the equipment for this podcast, so I can say what I want to. So uh, um, Get I, I double-checked to make sure he's still on the UGA roster as a assistant player development coach. Uh, it came out in the trial, which I already had known, but now it's public knowledge that he knew Crumpton murdered this poor guy the day of or the night of the murder, uh, didn't say anything, and just went on about business and continued to let Crumpton live with him and continued to hang out with him and socialize and go meet girls with him. Uh, I think that's a disgrace. I'm all for forgiveness. I'm all for if somebody gets a DUI, somebody does something stupid while they're drunk, yeah, you know, getting second chances and not being uh, uh, ostracized from the program. I'm, that's not where that's going. But how in the world that he's uh, allowed to be a player development coach when he didn't have the decency to uh, value a human life enough to – he made the family go a year when the – uh, law enforcement agencies involved with that were able to put together uh, scientific information that led to the arrest of Mr. Crumpton uh, when he had the answer the entire year and went on and lived his life and then was, was confronted by law enforcement officers when they knew he knew, he still didn't say anything uh, until he got a lawyer to hide behind. So I hope that the university looks into that um, and that this isn't the end of the story because he's still employed by them, and I think that's a disgrace, and that's the team that I root for. Uh, so I have since I was a kid, and obviously I want them to do great things, but I'm uh, embarrassed and ashamed of that. And like I said, y'all don't need to comment. That's just what I wanted to say. Wouldn't be on my staff. Well, no. I, I just think if you're in charge of young men who need to make good decisions, and uh, he made the worst decision, um, I think he deserves a second chance. I don't think it's with Georgia right now. I don't see how he can still be employed in that position. That's just my stance on that. I wanted to make it known. All right, Sleazy. Hey. Not, not necessarily like – adding to your monologue yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that based off of these findings that Kirby definitely needs to uh, kind of separate himself before he gets into a type of paterno deal to where, you yeah. know, they found wrongdoing and then they go to, you know, instead of sanctions or something going against one individual, then it, you know, goes up to the head. Yeah, I think it's a slippery slope if you allow somebody who doesn't have the moral integrity to do the right thing. When, you know, and it's not a fear situation. It wasn't like that uh, Crumpton had a, a, hold, a hold over him because he could have at any point socially distanced himself from him. Uh, I know he's alleging that he was scared, but that's, uh, that's to did, me. He didn't know what to do, excuse me, Sleazy, is that, the direct quote from what I'm reading. That's fine. It's a coward's move, and uh, unfortunately our society is going in that direction more and more when nobody wants to take accountability to Amen. be to man up, and when you have people's lives involved, especially, this wasn't a fight. This wasn't somebody who said something they shouldn't have and it escalated into a murder. This was a literal, I don't, there's no there's no clearer de definition of an innocent victim Absolutely. than Elijah Wood, who was talking to his girlfriend on FaceTime while he's working a graveyard shift at a convenience store. Sure, it wasn't his life's dream. I'm sure it wasn't his life's dream to do so, but he was doing what he had to do. Right, just an employee. And... This guy, Crumpton, walks in with sticky gloves with his finger on the trigger, and the trigger goes off and murders this poor guy. That's That crime is not has nothing to do with Georgia. That has nothing. Don't get me wrong. That has nothing to do with Georgia. But Jawan Taylor's decision to hold that information that 
Uh, nobody knew because this was kind of a random, very random crime. I, I didn't mean to go on this long about this, but I want to make sure people understand where I'm coming from. This was a pure whodunit at the time because it was a random, random crime that resulted in the loss of his life. And Jawan Taylor had the information that could have brought justice to this a year prior than when it did. And he decided not to. There are other people involved. I'm not going to get into that right now. There are other people involved that also knew that will not be held accountable or continue to be employed by the university. Let's move on, fellas. Well, he's the assistant director of player development, which I assume sounds like a a decent amount of responsibility. So, yeah, I, just to close the book, uh, that is a very irresponsible act. Yes, and I hope and he learns uh, from it, Then, uh, but I don't think he will because uh, he's he's not facing, at this point, he's not facing any consequences. I do want to move on. Pac, I need to bring you up here. Uh, sorry, this is a purely we're, – we're about to brag on ourselves. Uh, Oh, boy. Yesterday, the extra half half 5K was, uh, should we say dominated? I don't know how else you say it other than dominated. Yeah. Uh, we took the course by storm yesterday. I uh, hope everybody checked out Instagram. We were uh, donning the beautiful shirts of the podcast. Yeah, I, I, I checked it out. And uh, we had, I think we mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. Uh, what was our initial goal? Well, when we first signed up for this thing, we uh, we were saying, look, if we finish in under 30 minutes, we'll be happy. We started running a little bit, said 30 minutes is a given. Let's Started feeling ourselves. Started feeling ourselves. Them urban deer out there got us got us running yes, a little sir. bit harder. Um, hey, so we said. That extra tendon started feeling they, good. Hey, they're, hey. They're not scared. <laughs> the blood started flowing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, we got to running a little bit. So we said, man, I think we could do this in uh, 27 so that was that was the goal, and uh, yeah, we crushed that. Even what? Crushed it. Twenty five fifty. Woo! Yeah. Well, and who won? Uh, so I was going to get into that because Pac-Man and I ran as a team, as a podcast, as, as if you will, uh, representatives of the podcast. Ran as a team, stride for stride, just listening to each other breathe for. 25 I saw the start minutes and the finish. 25 minutes and 50 seconds of two men just breathing beside each other. Heavy Very heavy breathing. And um, <laughs> to my recollection, and I looked at the video several times. Just you know, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. A I just want everybody to know I'm not upset. Finish. I'm not upset. Okay, nobody's upset. But I looked at the video. Uh, we crossed at the same time, but somehow the extra tendon. That's it. <laughs> got him across in point uh, three seconds faster than me. <laughs> that blood rushed at the perfect time. <laughs> got, got, got me across that finish line just a smidge. Shout out to Chad faster. Ocho Cinco. So, uh, the yeah. third leg made the difference. So, uh, yeah, uh, Pac-Man did finish before me, officially. Uh, but, no, we had a great time. Uh, got a lot of uh, comments on the shirts. Uh, hopefully everybody turns into listeners. Um, but uh, we had a good time, and uh, we did a – pat ourselves on the back. We did a great job. Um completing that race because uh, when we first started uh, we did not think that was going to be the, the end time so we did really well I'm proud of you guys yeah and uh, Big Sleazy started feeling himself so much over here that he accidentally volunteered us for a marathon the inaugural Classic City Marathon I don't know I don't know about that I did I was kind of feeling uh, good and Mama Sleazy was there who is who is a runner uh, won if you saw the post she won first place in the Absolutely. young ladies over 
60 years of age Shout by out. a large mar- margin. Shout out to our listeners uh, over 60. But uh, Mama Sleazy, way to go. Yeah. Oh, but Pac-Man. Loves those granted goodies, baby. Yeah, the hey, king. Hey, calm down. Hunter had some forethought there. The king, Hunter. So on that note, uh, there is, as Pac-Man mentioned, the Classic City Marathon, the inaugural, coming up in January. Uh, Mama Sleazy. Uh, after Pac-Man mentioned it and said, oh, it'd be cool to do that, they have a relay portion of it. So you can have a four-man team or a four-person team, to right. be politically correct. Um, Thank you. And Mama Sleazy volunteered Pac-Man and myself to be three of those. So uh, listeners out there, if anybody wants to pick up the fourth slot, uh, send the show a DM and let us know. I don't know if these uh, <laughs> these lofty lifters over yeah. here are in the running mood. And the sheriff, when's the last time you ran from something? Yeah, that, that's when I ran. <laughs> When something was chasing me. I'm just giving you all the time. Not, uh, I'm not picking up that anchor leg, but the next 5K is uh, is in the sheriff's sight. Oh, breaking news on Did You Hear Me? The sheriff. Three miles is, uh, is Th- right there at it. Does that have anything to do with Big Brain pushing you to maybe get in a little better shape? Big Brain is always uh, uh, cognizant of my nutrition or lack thereof. And the fact that I'm going to die tomorrow, according to her. Well, too too many uh, Chick-fil-A spicy chicken, fried spicy chicken, because there's no other way to have it. No, why Sandwiches. would you? Sandwiches. Well, uh, uh, seriously, though, if anybody wants to, is interested in picking up the fourth leg of this, we got uh, some runners out there, Handsome Dave. Is there, uh, is I don't some, know who else we got that comes to mind. If there's some barbells at the end of the track, then we got we got two dead ringers here. Yeah, we need we need a ringer. We need a ringer. We, we're not going to break any land speed records, but uh, hopefully our fourth. I, I mean, are we committed to this thing or what? Is I think as of the posting of this episode tonight, it's official it's that we're going to sign up for this. So we do need a fourth leg. If somebody's interested, uh, reach out to us. Not the third leg, but the fourth. <laughs> I've got the third leg covered. We just need the fourth. Shout All right, out move, moving, on. moving on. Um, Hunter, I'm uh, sorry, King over here so, is splashing a little bit. <laughs> so it's getting hot up here in the boom boom room. There you go. So I had heard from the King that he got several. As we move on to our next, I don't know, segment, we'll call it. He got some several questions that uh, people had sent uh-huh. in. So I didn't put out a big push for a lot of more questions because we already had some from the King, and I have a couple of follow-up questions for these individuals. So uh, do you need any help with this? I think me and uh, me and the ace, uh, me and the ace can take care of this. We can answer these questions for these listeners. Now, I don't know what you call this individual. I think he has uh, called. He has sent some questions in before. Yeah, it's Big Game James Booty Meat. Booty. Meat. Big Game James wants to know when are the gamblers making an appearance? And let me just before I let Ace answer this question, let me tell you this is very insulting. <laughs> Question, big game, James. And oh boy, usually me and uh, me and Ace and the gambler, we don't have time for any stupid questions like this. But again, we are men of the people, by the people, for the people. So I'm gonna let uh, Ace take care, take over this question because if I answer this question, I'm gonna hurt your feelings. Oh boy, we can't lose any listeners, King. What you got? Where's it at? Wants to know when we're gonna make an appearance. <laughs> When we're going to make an appearance? Yeah, that's at, what he says. Yeah, appearance, at, appearance at Chippendales, I'm, or can y'all explain further? I don't, I don't really understand this question. I found, I find it idiotic. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, with, here we go. Lost with, the listener. With, uh, with that being said, uh, 
I mean, if you want to go into whatever you was going to go into. I mean, we're here right now. To, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, mean we're here. yeah, I mean, you know Big I mean? Game James, we're here. You know where to find us. This is going to reach dozens of people. I, I mean, there's literal you, you, you dozens. Want two German listeners. You want an appearance, and we'll bounce that booty meat on down the road. Sheriff, uh, whoa, whoa, we're either, bouncing booty meat. Uh, either Laura's went on vacation, or maybe he lost oh, power. Oh, no. He dropped out. However, however, Pierre. In France, (laughs) him, Pierre, and his neighbor have picked up the listenership, two listens from France this week, and a little Latin flavor from Argentina. Argentina. The Latinas. But don't get too excited. That's definitely a pasty fellow on vacation down there. Shout out to big uh, Paul Wall, as I used to call him when we were uh, uh, cube mates back in the day. Paul Wall. Uh, down there vacationing with the senoritas. Oh, I don't oh. think he'll tell us about that part of his vacation. But uh, Can he show you his grill? Uh, you know, he keeps that uh, for off-duty like uh, Gigi. So. Memphis, shout out Gigi <laughs> with the flat-billed hat. Hey, the, uh, that's as far yeah. as we go with him. Big Brain knows I have a weakness for the Latinas, so thankfully it's Paul Wall <laughs> and not a oh. slew of Latin listeners waiting for us at the end of every recording. I do have a, a funny. Ahead, I do Jeff. have a funny story with so that. Is so, uh, come on. This evening, like as I mentioned before, uh, UGA Garrett dropped off some party favors for uh, Sleazy, and the sheriff had arrived fashionably late as usual. Uh, was getting out of his vehicle, and without prompting, they've never met before. He said, "The sheriff." He did recognized a uh, celebrity, so uh, he was recognized by a listener. So. Uh, just want just want to give you that props there, Sheriff. The Sheriff. I got a story for that, but I want to hear the Actually, answer to Booty Meat. Well, we just okay. answered Booty Meat's question, and we hear his answer doesn't deserve an answer. So how, how about that? His question deserves what it just got, and that's it. We're gonna move on to the next question. Please listen, James. Please keep listening. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and make this one quick. Shout out to a, a good friend of mine who uh, lives in Mississippi, oh. who's gonna be listening to the podcast. Who there uh, we go? Another state. We're gonna, we'll, we'll just call him Jim Bob Stooby. <laughs> Can it get more Southern than that? Jim Bob Stooby <laughs> wants to know how, how uh, he's affected the King's life. And uh, let me tell you, Jim Bob Stooby is a good friend of mine, great man. And uh, Jim Bob Stooby and myself spent many nights in a, uh, in a desert together putting, uh, putting the camel clutch on some terrorizers. <laughs> so... Uh, Shout out to uh, Jim Bob Stooby. That's different. Thank you for your service. Great man, great Jim friend. Jim Bob and King. Now, this third question <laughs> is going to be this third question is going to be for all four of us to decide how we're going to answer it. Um, and we're just going to call this man who's also going to listen to this podcast all the way in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. All right. Uh, we'll call him uh, Big Daddy Gooseneck. <laughs> And I can't go. I can't go into detail of why he has that nickname. I, I can only imagine. But Big Daddy Gooseneck wants to know: Is it acceptable to sleep and or do the hanky panky with socks on? I'm, I got to imagine that nickname has something to do with community showers. But go ahead, sleazy. Uh, to me, socks and. The bed don't mix. No, no matter what you're doing, they don't mix because uh, you got covers. It's yes. like having, uh, I don't know, triple coverage on your feet. It's hot. Wearing a raincoat when it's 90 degrees outside or something. Yeah, that's my answer. 
No, no, it's not acceptable. Absolutely not, says Sleaze. The king says we need to move. It don't matter what you got on or what you take off. You do what you need to do <laughs> to get the job coming. done. <laughs> so so you want to wear socks, you don't want to wear socks. You want to sleep in the socks afterwards, you don't want to sleep in the socks. The king don't care. The king says he encourage you, encourages you to do what you need to do <laughs> what was to that? get the job done. The queen, does the queen agree, though? I tell you what, my queen of hearts, you know, the king has his queen of hearts, and she will for uh, she would just be known on this podcast as the Paragoddess. <laughs> I'm sure she's a listener. I don't as know. She, as she breaks hearts, but she keeps mine going. I gotta have. Let me tell you. Is anybody else I, having the goodies here? I had, I'm, uh, uh, what was the nickname you had for her? The Paragoddess. Yeah, I was thinking more like Baserica. If you phonetically put that out, you can figure that out. Baserica. Are you questioning what I'm saying here, Sleazy? I am, but her her name on the show is Baserica. I just want to let you know that. But you, that could be your nickname because for her. she That's is fine. a boss. The, oh, the sheriff got it. I got it. Co-host. Hmm. Go so, ahead. Go so, ahead, Ace. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, the king just, doesn't matter. He's trying to get lucky. Go yeah, ahead, Ace. Yeah, coming after this uh, <laughs> after this uh, promo cut. Um, not, a, not a fan of the socks at all. Uh, I'm, I'm done with it. From a man with a short sleeve hoodie on, I could imagine... Yeah, you got to get your uh, Bill Belichick on. It's uh, I like know, it. It's, it's a good look. You know, I mean, you you get warm when it's when it's a little bit chillier outside. I you like don't it. Go, you I don't like go it. full sleeve. Well, he's his arms are big enough to pull it off. And obviously, if I'm not at my place of employment, shout out to the Leos, I'm not wearing socks or undergarments. <laughs> so that's you an a, absolutely you four no kids. for me. You got four kids and big brain. <laughs> I, I've, I've told you this before off air. I, if I'm wearing underoos or socks, I'm at work. If not, I, absolutely I don't not. want to be involved in a court case. Let's move on to the next question. All right. And since we, she has been brought up. Boss Erica. Boss Erica. Boss Erica. She wants to know what it means to be a true American hero. I, we'll start with you. Of being the only true American hero sitting That's here. It. I am a hero, and I'm y'all's hero, and I'm everybody else in this uh, <laughs> county's hero. Make no mistake about it. That's not what he's talking about. When the king shows up, everybody knows. Everybody gets down on the knees, and everybody bows down to the Can king. You pour this over his head. But Ace? I'm gonna tell you what what makes a true American hero. It gets no more patriotic than the king right here. And I tell you what, I've been to three different continents. I've been to multiple countries. I've flown that American flag in places that I hope your children, your wives, your grannies never have to go. <laughs> Granny. But I tell you what, if I don't see you singing that national anthem at a ball game, I'm going to call you out because I <laughs> am a true American hero and a true brother. <laughs> I, got, I got one thing for that. Sheriff going in deep again. Pac-Man is also a true brother. The king has inspired me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But for for answering this question truthfully, I think a true American hero can come in a lot of different forms and fashion. Because while I do appreciate those who have served overseas, hats off. You know, cheers. Uh, I appreciate everything they've done. We have a lot of things going on here in our own country that people take care of every day, and that goes from, you know, I think as long as people do things the right way. I think there's a lot of jobs that you may not think are American heroes, but from everybody from picking up the garbage to you know, keeping the streets safe to putting out those fires, even though they're the. I'm gonna go ahead and say it, even though they got the, they come with their own recliners. Those firefighters do. I got uh, a soft spot. It. The king has a soft spot in his heart for the yeah. firefighters. Uh, they have a lot of relaxed time. We'll say that. 
Uh, everybody does their part as long as they do it with the right attitude. Absolutely. I give them a salute as an American hero. Um, obviously, there are those uh, that probably hold higher rankings in our heart for what they do uh, overseas, and I do appreciate that, so I don't want to devalue that. I'm not trying to devalue what they do. I just think there's a lot of different ways you can do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well spoken, well spoken. We, we, we're going to give the camel clutch the, uh, the number one ranking, but certainly it takes everyone to make the wheel go round. Yeah. Anybody else have anything to add to that? Uh, work hard. Mind your business. <laughs> hey, I That's like it. that. That's it. That's like all, that. Work That's out at the have. goat pen. Yes, sir. There you go. With Chewy. The Chewy. Over there watching Chewing his curd. Did he say there was a goat yeah. named after the male anatomy? What? That's what I thought I heard <laughs> earlier. What? I think you need to go home and clean your ears. Sheriff yeah. over here thinking about uh, Pac-Man's third leg, I see. Yeah, all that's right. A good, that's a Let's good go. name for a goat. All Let's right. go to the last question there from uh, uh, an individual that we all know. I don't have a great name for him, but we'll call him uh, Quiet Kyle. Okay, Quiet right. Kyle. Quiet Kyle. Who was certainly at church this morning. Go quiet, ahead. Quiet Kyle sent, the, uh, sent King uh, a question he would like, and this, uh, this question is specifically for Sleazy. Mm. Quiet Kyle wants to know when Sleazy is going to come back to his old place of profession. Oh, that's a hot take question uh, laid with landmines. Uh, <laughs> while a, tr- I- a true American <laughs> hero can answer this. Uh, just a short answer on that. Won't take much time on this. Uh, I have nothing against the foreign profession. Everybody knows that I left law enforcement here recently, and uh, I never will say that I won't ever be back. Because who knows what happens in life, and who knows when that calling comes back, knocking on the door, and you got to answer it and open it up and go out there and take care of business. That's it. But uh, as of now, trying something else, and uh, so I don't know. I still love everybody there. Still uh, respect everybody, and uh, wish everybody the best, especially. Quiet Kyle, who's sneakily not quiet when you get to know him, but when you first meet him, he's quiet. He's an enforcer, that quiet Kyle. Yeah, he thinks. Yeah, he, he's he's a fast guy. I'll say that much. You could come back as the Dog Man liaison. I can come back as a lot of things, but yeah, that's for another episode. So, uh, all right, I have a couple questions. Is that the last that you got? All I got sent in to me, or at there least all go. the ones I could put on air. That's the real king. Well, I knew that you would have uh, quite a following. Uh, people kind of anticipating this performance coming it, on here. It is a performance. <laughs> it has been a performance. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to run through a wall. That's why I'm having two of these grannies. <laughs> uh, first question that I have, because uh, I want to make grannies, sure we... one sheriff. Okay. <laughs> You know, as, as, soon as, we make it, as soon as we make it over one hill and I think we're going to be fine, we just plunge into another ditch. Uh, but anyways, my question for you, Hunter, is, uh, excuse me, King, King Hunter. Hey, we, well, that's about the fifth time we put uh, the government name out there. That's all right. My question for you is, uh, do you relish in the fact that you're known as a podcast killer? Now, for everybody that knows, this is official, no lie, he has killed one podcast. This is the second podcast that he is in the midst of murdering right now but he has officially killed one podcast do you relish in that fact he's at the scene of the crime (laughs) go ahead king well as uh many of my followers know many of my fans know the king has many talents and uh you know i had a good friend of mine that wanted to get this podcast going and he brought me on and i was brutally honest about some things brutally uh, honest with with all your uh social security number address (laughs) the uh Names and numbers of everybody who worked with you. 
I just want to lay the scene for everybody who doesn't know the story. Well, and I won't go into too much depth because uh, I think I think uh, I thought we were going in depth. I think Stinky Butt's going to be making an appearance on this Stinky. podcast. Maybe shout out, point. so uh, shout out Stinky Butt and his podcast uh, Freedom Ooh. Tears. Yeah. Still waiting on that episode to reappear. <laughs> the one and the only. I uh, you know I thought I did a good thing, and uh, me and uh, Boss Erica were out in uh, Las Vegas, and I get a phone call saying that I immediately Viking Chris. Viking, Viking Chris. Chris, who uh, Viking Chris weirdly is a very, very big fan of mine, but in a weird way, I'm not sure why. But uh, take it. He uh, he's a rule follower. But uh, yeah, he uh, he called me and he said uh, that podcast needed to come down immediately, and uh, so <laughs> did he say it or did he? No, he said it, and in a uh, loud tone of voice. Well, he only speaks in one tone of voice, mm-hmm. so. Um, so the king had to reach out to Stinky Butt, and uh, we had to get that podcast taken off. And it took about two months for it to come off Apple Podcasts, <laughs> by the way. So, um, But, hey, you know what? I don't think I relish in that fact. I think it's just one of my many talents. I can boost your ratings or I can tank your ratings. It's he's whatever a, you want me to do. He's a lightning rod, this right. guy. I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, this one goes for Ace. Uh, and I, I, I want to bring uh, Pac-Man over here because I'm going to need some comments from you on this one. Uh, just so everybody knows, Ace is in the uh, middle of, with his own hands, building the home of him and his, his offspring, like with, with his hands. Like the little house on very, the prairie stuff yeah. over here. Very, uh, very big job. Very big job. Yeah, we had to uh, make sure we did the podcast after daylight hours because he just spends sun up to sundown hammering, <laughs> welding. Uh, not, not a welder whatsoever. <laughs> not a welder. Let's uh, go. Ahead. Electrician, concreting. I don't know what you do. Yeah, we're we're just putting up walls right now. Um, my question. My question for you, number one. I got a follow up question. Uh, do you regret it yet? Now that you're in the middle of it. Uh, I mean, like, I kind of. I'm gonna look back on it. and I'm going to appreciate it more, obviously. And then, um, so through working a couple of you know blue collar things back and forth, the the biggest thing when you're getting into that industry is just knowing a little bit about something, right? So when you go in and you ask somebody, you're like, hey, can you can you establish, you know, a bigger room or I want more square footage in my house or something like that? I have no idea what you're going to do. You just give me a number and I will financially, you know, give you whatever you need to make this happen. Okay. Whereas, you know, if you, if you get your hands in there and you kind of do a little bit of work and stuff then you kind of understand what their job is you understand where you're coming from and then you know you can kind of get into a negotiation type deal i will say never never ever build a 2700 square foot house agree to frame it out yourself (laughs) while also working 45 hours a week at another job yeah do not do that that seems way more than i can handle do not do that on top of the leo you heard it here first (laughs) he's a builder A Leo builder, a little little blue falcon over there. Yeah, do not, uh, don't, don't agree to that. (laughs) Everything's waiting on you while you're framing it out. So it's, uh, it's impressive. uh, Anytime anybody, you know, today I hung uh, for the special agent, had to hang a couple pictures, got a hammer out, two nails, absolutely, two different walls with the squinted eye measuring. I got them hung, and I can't tell me nothing. Uh, I consider myself a man today. But uh, then I knew you were coming on the show, and I was like, you know, that dude's a man. Did you uh, 
did you uh, make sure that you hung them into a stud? Or nope, not at all. <laughs> just went straight to the drywall, but they're not heavy. <laughs> uh, okay, understandable. Understandable. Yeah, the wall rips will move. That's okay. That's you know. Yeah, well, I don't even know how to fix it. We we'll just move. Are you gonna hire a moving company, or are you gonna <laughs> ask your friends to move? Shout I'm definitely out Scott Bobby. I'm just gonna ask Scott <laughs> Bobby. Uh, my question uh, that I want to do a little roundtable on is: uh, You're a handy guy. Right? I mean, you're building a house. Mm. You're handy. Uh, he, he's uh, downplaying it. I when, think he's a modern-day Bob Vila. <laughs> R.I.P. Good reference there. I used to watch that when we didn't have cable. Shout out Papa Sleazy on GPTV. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Uh, Bob's he did take care of us, though. I know he's a little sensitive about the money subject. Thank you, Papa Sleazy. Two Bobs that uh, are no longer with us that were huge on that channel. He, uh, one Ross and one Vila. <laughs> <laughs> Because we don't make mistakes. Okay, we're tizzling out. We got <laughs> my question is, uh, Pac-Man and I were in the beautiful hills of North Georgia when we were having a discussion with Doc Lolliday and the special agent about our, uh, did you say, lack of handiness? Oh, my God. But you know what we decided? We may not be handy, but we know, and I verify with Doc Lolliday. You can go ahead and finish this out. Uh, putting putting me and my business on blast. She did indeed say that I was not handy. She said I was handsy, if you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, Thank you, you know, the question I guess is, are you handy or are you handsy? Kings approved. <laughs> I didn't answer the question. You didn't answer it. <laughs> Which are one are you, King? Or are you handsy? You know. What will be whatever handsy. you need me to be. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy's a politician right I'll tell you what. You need me to hang something, I'm going to hang something. You need me to uh, hang something over you, I'm going to hang something over you. You know what I'm saying? The king does whatever pleases the boss Erica. Boss Erica. All right. So, see both. <laughs> but if you ask boss Erica, she's going to say I'm handsy. Okay. <laughs> well, there's the correct answer. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think I want to be handy, but uh, I think if anybody uh, – were to take a poll with the special agent, she would say, I'm handsy. Sheriff? We have already discussed this off air, but I am definitely handsy <laughs> with my 14 children. Uh, and I cannot, I can break many things, including now, shout out Big Brain, uh, one of the LCD screens for the children. Shout out Scott Bobby and his screens. <laughs> Uh, broke a rear-facing screen, and uh, in the new vehicle. Already, so I am not. That's a brand new vehicle yeah, too. It was uh, the the baby seat. Our youngest child rear f is in a rear-facing seat. Yeah. Shout out to the law, but uh, <laughs> we follow it. But it swivels. The seat swivels, and so I was tired of moving the front seat up to swivel the seat. Is everybody still following me? And I'm so with you. I I'm just with you, manhandle it. Thank you, Bob Vila. So I just manhandled the swivel seat, and therefore the back of the swivel seat caught the LCD screen that is now shattered at the bottom. Mm. Further proving that I cannot fix anything. So I, I kind of want to tell a big brain story associated with that. I think it's hilarious because it uh, illustrates big brain in about three minutes. Uh, the reason they have a new vehicle, we already know this dude's handy. He's building yeah. a house. Okay, we yeah. Ace, okay. do you need to add anything to that? We're closing or the are you a are you a double threat? Uh, oh, I he's a double threat. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. Uh, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't say so. Um, definitely gonna go with the uh, handy there, but um, 
mainly it's just uh, making phone calls to older older adults that have been there, done that. Yeah. Okay. And I'm um, saying, I know nothing. You know a lot about this. Yeah. Give me give me the skinny on it. And then uh, watching a lot nice. of YouTube. Hey, that lot always of, can lot help. A lot of YouTube, man. Yeah. Yeah. Lot of, lot yeah, of that could. Uh, well, I don't know about YouTube, but <laughs> you could find another fun. tube yeah, or a not, hub yeah. um, that could help you out there. But uh, a lot the, of the tubes reason, and hubs to help the, you out with that. The reason Big Brain has a new car for the sheriff to break <laughs> is might uh, see the king on one of them. Might yeah. see him. Uh, Big Brain was uh, stopped at an intersection in a truck. Towing a house or a, a mobile home, if you will. An oversized load. Sure. Oversized load made a, uh, did not make the left turn wide enough and proceeded to scrape the entire driver's side of Big Brain's vehicle uh, and didn't bother them at all because they just kept driving. Yep. The funny part of the story that just illustrates Big Brain in like one little story is uh, she saw the vehicle driving off and when I, when, when, quizzed on why didn't she turn around and go get the Correct. tag she said she didn't want to leave the scene of an accident <laughs> as the other car drove off from the scene of the accident <laughs> so. go back shout to out the law yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we love big brain yeah, uh, from, to your earlier point a yeah. true innocent victim true innocent that did not want to leave the scene of her own accident we will definitely have to get a hold of the primary investigating leo who did a sketch Ah uh, yes, and that sketch may have to make it to the gram, but we'll double a check with uh yeah, with Mr. Jones. There you go. But I just wanted to throw that story in because I thought it was a great one. Uh, that is her, big brain with her following the law. Um. So, anyways, I uh, have one more question for King before we move on to other things, or maybe even wrap this up. I don't know. Um, could you please tell us about your relationship with your dog? Uh, he has a dog named Mo. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, there ain't but one thing <laughs> in this world that the king loves more than Boss Erica, and that's his dog, full name Cosmopolitan, or Cosmo, or as he is known as Mo. And let me tell you something, Mo knows what's going on. Mo comes in there every day, he, he meets me at the door, I put him in a headlock. Because he needs to know his place, but as his tail wags, and he sits down and we discuss the daily activities of what went on. And uh, I tell you what, them late nights when the when the gamblers come home, because I've been gambling all night, and I've been drinking, and I've been fighting, and I'm about ready to get to, well, I got to sit there and I got to talk to Mo first, and I'm on the floor and... Uh, me and Mo's discussing things. What a performance! <laughs> and let me tell you what. Let me tell you one thing about Mo. Mo knows. <laughs> that's it. Okay, Mo knows. <laughs> wow, that's Mo knows. That's it. Speaking you, of tism and out, <laughs> you uh, 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 I, I just want to comment on this, Sheriff, real quick. Go ahead, uh, so I'm going to make a sports reference out of this. So you started this thing off. Like Caleb Williams, right? USC front runner of the Heisman, on fire. There you go. I mean, dude, just throwing tutties left and right. That's it. Running, running for his life doesn't matter. He's sitting there with two losses. He's sitting there now with two losses, not having really good performances. Well, you uh, forget one thing: the gamblers have no losses. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think the last promo cut was. 
And I'm gonna tell you with what. With the dog thing, we need to we need to work on that. And what I tell you what, the king's not done. The king's far from done. Undefeated like Villanova football. <laughs> and in fact, the king's back's getting a little heavy from having to carry this tag team <laughs> a little bit. Oh, dissension oh. in the ranks. That's great. We might witness a split here. <laughs> the king, the king loves his dog. I think that's he does. Maybe uh, I got that out of there. There are rumors that they may share bread late at night. We break bread together. This like, is true. Like Lady in the Tramp style. Well, well, sometimes <laughs> Mo has to get up and go outside and do his business. <laughs> and so Boss Erica is. Uh, well, let's just put she's a heavy sleeper. So uh, as am I. The king. We'll go down and let the mow out. And while the mow's out, I usually like to dabble in uh, either the hot dog or the hamburger buns that we have in our pantry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is good. This is, the innuendo is wild. And, uh, <laughs> when Mo comes back in, I give him a little piece. Of <laughs> pun, pun intended. <laughs> give him a little piece of the hot dog. Oh, my God. Is there any peanut butter involved in this? <laughs> He's allergic. <laughs> Shout out Mr. Burns, who's also allergic, <laughs> who will be fixing Big Brain Screen. Thank you, Mr. Burns. <laughs> I am. Uh, we, <laughs> we thought Scott Bobby was a dog enthusiast. No, no. We, uh, we, have, yeah. we have gone off the rails. There he is. There he is. Oh, oh show me the back. The, the uh, picture on the back of his phone is not of Boss Erica, but it is of... Yeah. Cosmopolitan. Oh, he's got it. He's got a dual. Uh, he's got the little trick. So if Boss Erica sees his phone, the first thing she sees is her. But then oh. when he really gets into it, okay, I got you, man. It's, it's, hey, do what you got to do. The king is smarter than he looks. <laughs> King's very smart. King has an IQ score of close to about one hundred and two. Out of very specific. <laughs> out of five hundred, or out of how much? I don't know. I've never taken an IQ test. It shows. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we promise okay. that Hunter is not committing any crimes with his dog. If that's his name, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ace. HB. Uh, I want to get, I have another question for you. This is my last question uh, of questions. All right. All right. Uh, so you ride a two wheeled vehicle at work most days. Is that correct? I do. An I do. iron horse. I have, two, I have uh, two parts to this question. Number one. Okay. Do you have a temperature, high or low, that you will not get on the two-wheeled vehicle? I do and now. By motorcycle, I'm not trying to talk and code <laughs> people. He rides a motorcycle at work, and I'm asking him if it's ever too hot or too cold. Yeah, so... Shout uh, out Mama Sam. Make sure I have her on. Everything we do on here is in code. Sorry, yep. Ace. Yep. So, um, this this past year, I finally convinced myself to where I'm going to start cutting it off once it gets to about 93. Um because you're riding, you got probably a 20, 30 degree difference with the motor coming up right into your goods. <laughs> um, oh. So, I mean, you're just, I mean, you are boiling on there. And then uh, for me, I mean, it just starts with uh, you kind of, you have to do a lot of riding during this point of the year right now to where, you know, you have those high 40 days starting off and you kind of got to get your body adjusted to it so you have to ride during these times so like 70 now feels hotter because you have the cold mornings mm -hmm. obviously okay there's a science but to this. so once you get adjusted somewhat it's all right but i would say anything below 40 i mean it's, it's not worth it it's really not worth it yeah like if, like if i go outside 
like that, and I can see it, but I don't, I don't like getting on it. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I guess I got a three-part question. Uh, why do the people in your profession that ride the two-wheel vehicles wear stretchy pants, like leggings for men? All right. So um, anybody notice that? Everybody notice the leggings they wear? Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. Go um, ahead. I'm at an astounding, astounding, and uh, booty mate uh, talks about this a lot. Uh, I'm Shout at a, out. I'm at a great height of five foot seven. <laughs> Right, that's a good height. So, uh, so a little, little shorter than most. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm okay with that. You know, short king. So, uh, <laughs> with that being said, uh, 27 and a half inch uh, seat height. You kind of gotta, you gotta kind of do like a HBK type, uh, type kick to get High on that kick, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet chin music, if so you will. So Shout out Shawn Michaels. So if you got a regular, regular pants on, I mean your leg ain't gonna go up that high. So uh, that's that's one of the things. Two, okay. Two, they're kind of like. Uh, they're a little bit thicker than most, so uh, if you happen to have to go down, like a uh, drone Tilly. Have you happened uh, to go down? <laughs> Secret yeah. beverage Tilly. Secret beverage Tilly has gone down on these two-wheel things a handful so, of times. Yeah, if you, if you go out. down, you know, you kind of got a little you. bit more protection Secret in beverage. that, so that's, that's why we do it. Okay. I just It was an observation. Uh, you wear different pants than everybody else. I uh, just wanted to know. Third part of the question is, uh, when I was a young Leo as the sheriff, likes to term it shout out i had uh we'll call it the summer of 2010 uh, i was working an evening shift and i worked about five two-wheel fatalities in the span of about seven weeks and i said never again will i think about getting on these things uh does any of the uh things that you have seen or heard or anything ever deter you from doing this as much as you do well uh, i mean you got i mean you know as much as the two-wheel guys investigate other two-wheel guys things is what you're pointing to yeah. um you have some of that i mean there's some i mean there's sometimes that the guy that's on two wheels does nothing wrong and oh, up, that, that, and that's usually the case it's usually uh, they're not easily seen and so they usually get the the bad end of not doing anything wrong right Go ahead. so so you have that instance of it and i mean you know you kind of i'd say you kind of ride a little bit more careful after you have something like that happen but not necessarily i mean most most of your serious injury or your fatals with motorcycles, um, it's either the guy did nothing wrong or the guy had no business doing what he's doing. So that's kind of the to the two-edged sword, I guess you would say. So it's Some not, may say it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I look at it, you know. It be what it do, <laughs> and that's what it's going to be. <laughs> there you go. I mean, Just to interject on uh, Secret Beverage Tilly. Yes. That was the other. Uh, that was the other uh, comment by Jet. Excuse me on the text thread integrity that I had to pass on to the listeners was that James Franklin is the Mark Richt of the North. He is, and we have a light-skinned secret beverage Tilly at quarterback <laughs> for the Bayou Bengals. We do a buck, a buck forty soaking wet in his shoulder With pads. a couple bricks. So I think that pocket. was a reference to the frame of the LSU quarterback. One hundred percent. I can see that. Not my, uh, not my reference. Just so had to give the man credit for an hilarious. So you just and throwing. Astute so you just throwing a grenade from somebody else out there. I'm letting not it, letting it explode. I'm giving the man credit for being able to see, personalize, and reflect on the beauty of college football and what it means to him. There you go. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, 
was was that your three tier question? Was that like your last of the? That was it because I, 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 I after I'm working waiting. those uh, <laughs> just to not take over that segment because I you answered it uh, how I wanted you I'm honestly. Uh, I just uh, after working those accidents, I saw that they had uh, little chance, no matter if they were right or wrong. Any more tears? And that uh, the wrangled uh, aftermath, just to be gory about it, uh, the wrangled aftermath that I witnessed five times in that small time period. It was a summer of heat, some may say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna go into what I was about to comment on on top of that. Um, yeah, I'd, it'd be really sadistic. Uh, with I that being said, I was gonna go into since you do a lot of sports comedy, I was gonna open it up to the table. Yeah. Uh, question: What is and this could be any sports. Like I'm not a big baseball guy or anything like that. I understand oh, that no. you and the sheriff are. Okay. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve in regards to sports this could be from a coaching aspect from a fan aspect from a uh, you know how about you start us off let me think about that for a second start us off you got something Bela. so the biggest pet peeve that i have right now in regards to college football is they absolutely won they ruined the greatest overtime of all time when it comes to football wise of you get two overtimes and then you have to start going for two yeah. You know, you have some of those games to where they'll be in like the eighth or the ninth overtime. And, you know, if you get word of this, you're going to change it. Oh, yeah. To go no watch doubt. that. You know? No doubt. They kind of ruined it with making it immediately your second overtime. You have to start going for two. Right. Like that, that killed me. And then the other thing, too, the main difference between college football and NFL was that every first down, you stop the clock. Mm-hmm. And for me, the biggest pet peeve this year has been, been very noticeable this year. Well, the biggest pet peeve for me as far as, like, watching the game is coaches not having time management. Like, it is killing me. These guys are getting paid $11 million yep. a year, and clocks just drain out, and they lose games based on this. All of them making $11 million? Uh, the top, top five or six are making them. Maybe making more. I have, like, a 30-minute side side thing about that. But uh, the guy that got canned earlier this year, Mel Tucker, is the one that really started the entire, uh, entire was, thing. Was it his clock management that oh. got him canned? No, uh, it, it wasn't. But I'm saying, when he went to – Some might say he was a little more handsy <laughs> than handy. Hey, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good reference. Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Go ahead, Jet. But um, he's the one that started the, you know, you're going to start making $10, $11 million when he went to Michigan State. Absolutely. Yep. He made Kirby, Dabo, uh, Saban, all of them, like their contracts immediately got switched over after that guy. Fair. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely a, a tit for tat that if once somebody makes the big money, all those other guys are going to level up. Quality. Quality statement there, Ken. Yeah, no doubt. Pet uh, pet peeves. Handsy. Well, a phone was involved, so I don't know, but it was handsy. <laughs> he's, going, he's he's on this <laughs> okay. train. I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put those the the two pet peeves yeah, I go got ahead. out there. From one from the there. from the fan standpoint, as and I alluded to this earlier, when you have a team that like a Georgia or you know somebody who should go out there and just absolutely. I understand there's going to be some off time sometime, but you should be able to dominate a lot of these teams from start to get from start to finish. And uh, it's frustrating to watch it week after week to where it's just almost like you're waiting on the second half to have that breakout thing. So that that would that, that would be a pet peeve from the from a fan standpoint. From from a gameplay standpoint, uh, I hate the fact that uh, you can no longer barely touch the quarterback. Now, whether you want to talk college football or NFL, either one, it's 
what you're seeing is a lot of these quarterbacks now are will take off and run, and a lot of these defenders won't even touch them until the, the, you know they'll get you know three or four extra yards. It could be a first down because a uh, def- uh, defensive player is scared to hit them for fear of getting a penalty. Because what you'll see is when they get a sack, you can't hit them too low, and if you accidentally hit them too high, it's still a penalty. You so can't I land that, on them either. Yeah, so I think that. Uh, that's that's pretty much my. Those are some Quality. big pet peeves right there. I'm Quality. gonna I'm gonna cut you off, and I find it amazing that the winningest quarterback in his high school history, King here himself, is talking about how you cannot hit a quarterback. Just wanted to add that little caveat uh, in. Winningest, him, winningest, winningest yeah. quarterback I, from you his heard high that school. Winningest quarterback. Yeah. They couldn't hit me. Ace jumped the gun. I was gonna end the show with that, but uh, uh, we're here. Uh, we're here. But fault. we'll get back to that just in a second. That's, it's all good. We'll go ahead. Share if you got anything. I think uh, I think I got to reiterate the king saying playing to the level of your opponent is yep. ridiculous and uh, quality football fans here as guests, footballers, uh, instant replays mine. You said I couldn't hate commercials, couldn't have yeah. a quality DVR game, which I do have, but it's okay. No such thing, I guess, in the words of sleaze. But yeah, if I can't hate commercials, if I can't get credit for hating commercials. Then I'm I'm shifting to instant replay. Yeah, instant replay can be aggravating because if you can't see it in the first two frames, then what are you looking for? You're you're uh, wow. it's not there, or you're I I don't get why it takes so long sometimes. What a world we live in where it's not just a competitive arena where the chips fall where they may. Now we have to. Well, I'm a fan. Slave over yeah. something. I'm like a fan. I'm a fan of instant replay because there are some horrific calls out yes. there. But when you have to go split hairs and spend, you know, eight minutes reviewing one play, what is it worth it at that point? No. When you're trying to, you know, if it's not obvious, it's not obvious. That's my point. 100% agree with you. Um, my pet peeve, very quickly here, is uh, baseball. I'm all for the kids having fun. And uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is the biggest uh, oh, biggest violator of this. But the the bat flips and the the 12-minute trips around uh, the bases when you hit a home run. Not a fan. I don't care about the flair. Have some flair, but have like you've been there before. I, I just don't like the new generation. I think they should have fun. I don't care that they have emotion while they're going, but let's get the game going. Uh, it probably says be professional. Be professional. I think what probably got me is because when Nick uh, Castellanos murdered the Braves Good with his home runs, he uh, all, oh my goodness, all thirty he of them threw his bat into the over the stadium. <laughs> ripped his shirt because he only had two buttons on it anyway. Uh, showed his chest and then stood there as he pumped his chest to the fans for forever before he rounded the bases. <sighs> Again, you can do that while you're running. I just I don't like the showmanship of that part of it. I think it's fine to have flair and be excited and show emotion. That's not my point. But when you're putting on a show every time because uh, everybody hits a home run in these games. I mean, you know, throughout the season. And yeah, Castellanos only hit like 25 the whole year, and then he hit some big ones in the playoffs, and you thought he was Babe Ruth. Yeah, I wouldn't say. That man say, could smell a Philly cheesesteak from two miles away. I wouldn't say everyone hits a home run. That well, I'm saying a high level throughout the year. Yes. Throughout the year in, in, in the major leagues. Yes. But anyways, I like you've been there. Even done the, that before. Even, even the small fry guys are hitting a home run. Yeah. but uh, That's another discussion that we can have about the bats and balls yeah. and Rob Manfred, and we can That's really tease him out on that. But not enough time tonight, Chair. Acuna would be – what is scary to me is Acuna could be even better 
without all the extracurricular stuff. Yeah. This guy is a show enough uh, potential Hall of Famer, going to win the yeah. MVP this year, 70 stolen bases, 40 home runs, and it's got to be Which, exhausting to yeah. think about this handshake and this backflip and everything yeah. else. Focus Which, uh, on the game. I will say quickly, because I, I want to get to this, we need to wrap this up eventually. Um, Acuna underrated. I don't think he got enough credit for the 40-70 season. I, I know people have mentioned it, but that is a tremendous season. Absolutely. I don't think he got enough credit or uh, – you know, he got some accolades, some mentions, but that is a tremendous. Never been done before in the 130-year history of MLB. I'm giving That's him a credit. huge deal. And he's even better than that, which yes. is scary. Yes. It's just right. the extracurricular stuff. Great point there, Grandpa. Get off my lawn. That's get off my I lawn. I hate this new generation there. and all their bat flips. And I'm out there naturally watering my lawn. Y'all will become running through, okay? Headbands look like Karate Kid. Yeah. I know you hated that, too. I, Only thing you like is the beard. You're allowed to have I love beard. the beard. Can they have a tattoo? Oh, they can have tats wherever they want to. Okay. Um, <laughs> the King. The King. Elbert Counties. How many performances are we up to from Self, the King? Self-proclaimed. <laughs> Winningest quarterback in history. So what I did, hold on, hold on. What I did was I made a call to a Elbert County football historian by the name of Slickhead Ronald Mills. Made a call to him because I know he's been following Elbert County football since about the 40s. Uh, <laughs> he has. He has. Uh, he's, he's, he's a historian. And I, and I wanted to know about the King legacy in Elbert County. Uh, he had to, he had to get this, knock some cobwebs off. He was like, yeah, yeah, I think he was quarterback there for a couple of years, um, but he didn't acknowledge it was a good time that you were there, and so you probably did amass a lot of wins. So he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't refute or verify that you are the winningest quarterback. So we'll go with that. But I asked him. I said, was he airing it out or was he handing it off? And he said you did a lot of handing off, but he said there was a game and. Jefferson didn't know what year because I don't know if uh, Slickhead Ronald Mills know, knows what year it is right now. But he remembered a year where you've been handing the ball off, handing the ball off, handing the ball off, and uh, you're running back uh, maybe a Tyshawn die maybe. Yes, sir. Yeah, R.I.P. Clem Clemson's finest. Uh, R.I.P. Right. He went to Clemson though. Yeah. 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 Um, Man, I really down that story. <laughs> so <Yeah. did>. spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah. Yeah. So he he made it to college. It's Sorry. Crazy. Sorry. Anyways, let's make sure I have my facts right. Uh <laughs> after he was chewing yardage, chewing yardage, he said a young king, he didn't call him by that name, tucked it, kept it down the sideline, untouched for about forty seven yards. Said it was the difference in the game, won the game. Do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> I don't really have anywhere I'm going with that. I just want to know. I just want to give. Performance. I just want to give Slickhead Ronald Mills a shout out because he wasn't real helpful, but I appreciate him recalling that one touchdown from the King. And uh, we'll go ahead and give you. We're going to go ahead and give you the status as the winningest quarterback in Elbert County well, history. The King says shout out Slickhead Ronald Mills, but the King can't confirm he is the most winningest quarterback in Elbert County history. This has been told by many of people, not just Ronald Mills. <laughs> but let me tell you, the King's going to end on this because the King's been talking all night, and the King's got places he's got to be and things he's got to do. But the King did tuck it, and the King did run for about 47 yards, and the King did get to the end zone untouched. Now, the King did this on multiple occasions, not just that one game. The King can air it out. The King can run it. But the King does the best is he puts people in that deuces wild and me in the ace. 
put them down on the count. One, two, three, ding, ding, ding. And the last thing I got to say for all you listeners out there, especially all you lady listeners, because you know <laughs> the gamblers, the king and the ace, no shortage of female fans out there. And I tell you what, we both know that, you know, we're taking men, and so our Lord is live with, uh, with, our, with our ladies. But I, let me tell you this, ladies. If you want to get in line and you want to know what it feels like to gamble all night, to go all in, put the little quarter in that little machine and take this ride, then when you lay down in bed tonight, close your eyes and use that big old imagination, and I can bet you you're going to sleep a little bit better. Did I hear a Lord is live? Oh, man. Is that old English? I think we're done. Um I want to. I want to thank. Uh, he almost he froze up like Mitch McConnell in the middle. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, that was awesome, King. Ace, do you want to give a shout out to the Queen of Elba County, Miss Amber? The Beano, shout out the Beano herself. Yeah, do you yeah. want to give a shout out? Yeah, shout out my wife. Love her a lot. Yeah. She's got my. Uh, She's probably ready for the house to be built. You're probably late on it already. Yeah, I am behind. I'm always yeah. behind. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, shout out her. Shout out my uh, unborn son. Hope they're doing well. Everybody's doing good. Uh, we're gonna have a huge house for that guy to make his arrival in. So uh, yeah, we we got to get back to work. Good deal. Uh, you want to say anything to Boss Erica for supporting you through all these months of marriage? I tell you what, Boss Erica, she she is the uh, she is the real deal, the real queen of hearts. She keeps the king grounded. And uh, here we I go. Tell you what. I'm coming home to you, boss, Erica. I'm coming home to you, and I'm coming home to Cosmo. He's been gone for two hours. I tell you what. Holla if you hear me. Can I get a hell yeah? All right. Hell uh, yeah. There I do want to thank you all very much for coming on the Granite City Gamblers. We have uh, been looking forward to this for a couple weeks, and we appreciate you all coming on and entertaining everybody. Appreciate oh, you man. having us. Uh, everybody, uh, again, remember, anybody wants to be that fourth leg on the marathon relay, all you got to do is 6.5 miles. Hit us up. Uh, check us out on the gram. Uh, check us out. Shout out to Pac-Man for taking care of the audiovisuals. Even brought in a, some lighting for tonight to, to glow us up. So I appreciate that. Hopefully, we'll have some of this on YouTube. Some of uh, the some of the listeners pack. said they uh, enjoyed watching us hang out. Not my thing, but we'll do it for whatever y'all want. Um, yeah, they're gonna enjoy this week. And then uh, I don't want to <laughs> put it out there in case we get canceled on, but we hopefully we'll have a big big. Uh, this was a big episode. <laughs> yes. Trust me, it was a big episode. Uh, a lot of personality, a lot of a lot of longevity up here. But uh, hopefully, we'll have a our episode six is going to be a. A uh, big episode with somebody very important in the community if they follow through. Oh, yeah, but I don't want to put any pressure on them. I'm not going to name them. So uh, stay tuned for that. Check us out Instagram, the tube, even on the talk. Don't know what I'm doing there, but it's there. Uh, so we're going <laughs> 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 to. West slinging aces. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, we're going to uh, get on out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch y'all next week. <laughs> Oh, help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> oh.